0: Hello and welcome to Dedicated packs of the Podcast, where we do cover through my Packers, but we don't cover anything else. Let's go! All right, hello, and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. It is Sunday, February 18th, and today we are going to do one last final look back at 2023, a really good, long reflection, as as you could probably glean from the title of this episode. We're going to look at the best Packers games from 2023. 2023, leave us with some happy memories, because next week, we're going to start looking through the Packers roster, questions that exist at different positions, and then we're going to get right into the draft prospects and all of that, including our daily prospect profile episodes. So, very excited for that, but I do want to leave 2023 on a high note, and we're going to do that by looking back at the, the games Green Bay played in 2023, but more specifically the five best games that they played in 2023. So, let's start let's start with number 1. Usually I like to I like to do these lists from the bottom to the top or from, you know, if we're doing a ranking from 1 to 10, I like to start with number 10, go down to 1, but we're going to start with number 1 in this episode. We're going to start with the best game that the Green Bay Packers played in 2023 and what I have for the top game of 2023 is week 18 Green Bay versus Chicago at Lambeau Field. And yeah, sharp. Sure, I'm a little bit biased. I was at this game, but for me, this game cemented the season as an incredible success. It it is just what the Green Bay Packers do. They win. They did it in this game. Ultimately, they did it throughout the season and it's like it's like the famous Aaron Rodgers quote, right? Quote, down years for me are career years for others. Well, Rogers said for other quarterbacks, but for the Packers, it's the same thing. Down years for Green Bay are career years for other teams. The Green Bay Packers went nine and eight. They went to the divisional round of the playoffs. Plenty of teams haven't sniffed that in God over five years, over a decade, the Packers in their quote-unquote down, quote unquote rebuilding season went there. They went nine and eight. That's a winning record in a down year for them, and they went to the divisional round. This Chicago Bears game was sort of the point of the season, the game of the season, where you could finally look at it and say, okay, they exceeded expectations. They did more than what they set out to do, and they made it pretty clear that down years for the Green Bay Packers are career years for other franchises, specifically the the worst ones, obviously some, the Kansas City Chiefs, for example, are, are scoffing at the Packers making the divisional round and saying, really, that's the best you could do in our first year with Mahomes who we went to the conference championship. Okay, we get it, but this game cemented this Packers season as a remarkable success, and I know that a lot of people wanted to crap on Jordan and Green Bay early on this season, but I do think that pretty much every smart person knew that the product that they were putting out wasn't too far off from what would have been expected going into the season. Jordan was a first-year starter. The team was the youngest in the NFL. The offense was by far the youngest in the NFL. So the question really wasn't, what would this team come out of the gate looking like? The question always to me was, what would the team look like by week 18? And in this game, in week 18, playoffs on the line, the team came out and played probably their most complete game to that point. The defense, they gave up just nine points. Everything was working for them. The pass rush, they got after Justin Fields. The defense was stopping the run for the most part, for the most part. And Jair, he was back. He was throwing his weight around, playing playing really, really, really well. In general, allowing nine points is really good. For any defense in in the world, allowing nine points, awesome. But for a Joe Barry defense, that is that is phenomenal. And the defense played probably one of their best games of the season. It, actually, if not their best game of the season on offense, sure. You look at the scoreboard, you say they only put up 17. The offense, realistically, only had six drives. They had one, one drive at the end of the game where they iced the game, realistically they only had 6 drives. They didn't punt a single time in all of those drives and everything was working for them. Now they they only put up 17 points, right? They missed a field goal, Jordan fumbled once, they had the clock run out on them at the end of the half. Yes, there was some ugliness in there, which honestly is is representative of the season, but the offense was clicking, the run game Took off against Chicago. Aaron Jones went for over a hundred yards for the third straight week. He had a, a big run to. I think he had a. It was a screen pass to him to start the game, and then he had a big run at the very end to ice the game. The pass game, meanwhile, looked even better. Jaden Reed went for over a hundred yards. He was the second receiver to do so for Green Bay in the in that season. Dontavian Wicks. He had two touchdowns, and which which by the way matched his season total to that point. And Jordan. He didn't have to carry the load, but he had some of his best throws of the season in that game. He definitely threw his best incompletion of the season in that game, where in rhythm, looks left, not there, resets his feet, comes back to the middle, fires an absolute strike to Bo Melton for what, what, in my opinion, should have been a touchdown. The refs didn't rule it a touchdown, but in my heart, that is a touchdown, should have been a touchdown. Everything worked. Everything worked for Green Bay in that game. And just when you add that to what the game meant, the fact that playoffs were on the line, the fact that it solidified what an incredible season 2023 had been for Green Bay, the fact that they were in Lambeau against their division rival, the Chicago Bears, and were able to go in there and say, we still own you, and you throw in the fact that I attended that game, it was it was the best game of the season. An incredible finale to an incredible regular season. What a freaking game. Love it. Just just love it. All right, next game. Let's move on. The Dallas Cowboys wild card matchup at Jerry World in Dallas wild card weekend. This has to be the best game played by the Packers all season, which is You might say it's strange because it's not number one on this list. No, it's not, I think, for a couple of reasons. First of all, the season was already a success to that point, so there was a little bit of house money in there. It didn't feel like the stakes were quite as high. Additionally, the defense didn't have the best performance, so it wasn't the best all-around game from the team. But you want to look at an absolutely dominant performance, this was it. The defense, I said they had ups and downs. They did. They, they still had some massive plays in there. The Jair interception, awesome. Jair basically said, yeah, you suspended me week 17. Okay, I can take that. I can take the, the feedback. Goes in there. Week 18 plays great against Chicago. Wildcard weekend against Dallas. Has an interception. Nearly a pick six. Wasn't a pick six. Maybe some, some people thought it was a pick six for a brief second. It was never close to being a pick six, but it was a pick that set up an Aaron Jones touchdown. Donald Savage had a pick six of his own, and... While the, the second half of the game didn't go particularly well for the defense, actually, it went totally atro- atrociously, the, the first half was a pretty freaking good performance. They held Dallas to, I think, seven points in that first half. It was It was a great first half for the defense. The second half, obviously, not as much. But the biggest thing about this game was the offense, of course. This was the offense showing that not only are they good, People knew they were good. They blew out Minnesota. They were good in the Chicago game, again, despite only putting up 17. They were good in the Carolina game. Jordan Love had looked good for a long time up to this point. People knew that, that the Packers were good. It, it, was, it was a good offense. But this was, this was their showing of, of not only are we special right now, but we're going to be special. And they still have work to do. I'm not going to—we'll talk about this throughout the offseason. Nothing is set on offense. You you can't go into the next season and expect them just to be a top 3 offense in the NFL. They have to do a lot of work to get there and honestly to get back to the point they they were at by the end of the season because it takes a lot to sustain success in the NFL. But this was their showing of, "Hey, we are special and we can be special going forward." It was everything I talked about in the Bears game on steroids for the offense they had another 100 plus yard receiver but this time it was Romeo Dobbs and he said hey Jaden you went for 104 105 against Chicago that's cute let me go for 150 by far the biggest yardage total of any Packers receiver on the season Aaron Jones he went for over 100 yards on the ground again by that point I think it was his fourth straight week going for over 100 on the ground and Jordan Love you want to talk about steroids Man, this was the quintessential Aaron Rodgers in 2020 game, which I think was the season he started smoking crack in the rainforest. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But because of Aaron Jones in the running game, Jordan Love didn't have to make every play. But just like Aaron Rodgers back in 2020, when a play was there, when the team needed him to be that top MVP-level guy... He was that guy, and Jordan Love was that guy in this game. When the team needed him, he made some of the best plays of his season. Probably his best play of the season came in this game, his touchdown throw to Dontavion Wicks. That was—I've talked about this play at nauseam, but that was an incredible play. Hard count, gets them to the to declare, checks to the right call at the line, sets protection, takes a snap, sees the guy in his face, pressure in his face, backpedals, buys the extra time, fade away, sidearm shot— to Wicks, who smokes Stephon Gilmore, by the way, and brings in the touchdown. That was an incredible play. But he had plenty of other incredible plays, too. He had his two early third and long conversions where he had to extend and make throws while getting smoked. There was was the play-action ball to, to Romeo, where I think this was actually the play where Aaron Jones sort of... Ad libbed a little bit and picked somebody up in pass protection. Great pickup by Jones because if he doesn't pick that guy up, Jordan probably is getting smoked earlier. But either way, Jordan has to bring the ball over Aaron Jones's head. Meanwhile, Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons is coming on Jordan's blind side. Jordan gets the ball off to Romeo while getting absolutely clobbered by Micah Parsons. He had some top tier throws in this game. Oh, and the, oh, and then by the way, I didn't even mention his touchdown to Romeo where. Rolling to his right, fourth and goal. Basically, basically nothing. No place to throw that ball. No window to throw that ball into. Goes back across his, across his body. Throws basically throws Romeo open. It was a disgusting game from Jordan Love. Oh, and then I didn't even mention, by the way, that this game was also Green Bay's first playoff win since 2020, with Matt Lafleur and company wiping out a team in the Cowboys that basically nobody likes and saying, hey, here is yet another embarrassing playoff loss, embarrassing playoff exit for you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. The Bears game was special. It was special to me because I was at Lambeau. I do think the fact that it clinched the Packers a playoff berth is important and was important and makes that game super special. But from a pure play standpoint, I think this game was not as complete as the Chicago game but it's in terms of top tier play this game is is ahead of the Chicago game and i'm i'm keeping it at number 2 on the on the list but really the two are the two are almost interchangeable for me and while the while the bears game solidified the season as a remarkable success i think this game showed what the ceiling can be for green bay and and that is and a remarkably high ceiling and that's kind of what we've, we've said. The ceiling with this offense is ludicrously high. But this game showed it. What Green Bay, what Matt LaFleur, what Jordan Love as an offense can do, even without requiring Jordan to do all the heavy, heavy lifting, is really, really special. And this game showed that. Okay, moving on. Next game. Number three. Thanksgiving, week 12, Green Bay at Detroit. This game was special in a whole different kind of way. This game was special because it was the first time all season that we got to see the Green Bay Packers, the special, incredible Green Bay Packers. And by the end of the season, honestly, we were almost used to to these incredible Green Bay Packers. By by the divisional round against San Francisco, we'd gotten week 17. Incredible Packers against Minnesota. Week 18, Incredible Packers against Chicago. Wild Card, inc- Incredible Packers against Dallas. We were spoiled by, by the divisional round, but Week 12, we had seen nothing. Their best game prior to, prior to that Detroit game was probably their 23-20 win over a very bad LA Chargers team whose head coach would go on to get fired. They were going into this game as as complete massive underdogs on Thanksgiving against a division opponent, a team that had waxed Green Bay in week four, a team that Matt LaFleur hadn't beat since week two of 2021. And Green Bay went in and played by far their best game of the season and knocked off the Detroit lions. Jordan love, He looked awesome. By far his best performance of the season to that point. The defense, they came to play. Christian Watson, he was just short of having 100 yards, but he had, to that point, the best performance of any Green Bay receiver that season. But this game, it doesn't rank number three to me because of any of the play that we saw on the field. Sure, sure, the play was good, but Green Bay's had had other good, positive games. This game was the first time that we got to see the vision, the vision of what Green Bay could be. They won the game 29 to 22. But man, they should have won this game 45 to 12. They missed a bunch of opportunities. List a couple, there was the oh, I'm going to list a couple. I I took, you know, I watched the I watched the games back and I I decided to to take note of of what I thought was important. And the big thing I have highlighted from this game is just all the failed opportunities, so I'm going to list them off for you. There was a 4th and 1 failure, where Jordan and AJ ran into each other, and they got stuffed on 4th and 1. There was a drop slant to Romeo Dobbs on 3rd down. Jordan, decent ball to Romeo, just slurted of right below his waist. Romeo drops it. There was an incompletion on 3rd down that tips off of Jaden Reed's hands. And there was the deep ball at the very end of the game to Christian Watson, which would have iced it but Jordan can't quite put enough air under the throw because there's a defender running right into his lap. At the time, the Detroit game was awesome, but as I just showed you there, there were plenty of, of opportunities for the Packers to have absolutely smoked Detroit, and so it was, it was, it still remains an incredible victory in a season two in a season which, to that point, had been filled with incredible disappointment, right? But, as I said, it was the, that vision for the future that made this game so special. It was, at the time, it was just a vision. But as we look back now, this was the game where we saw for the first time what the Packers could be and what, as we now know, they ultimately turned out to be. And, yeah, right, by by week 18, by the, by the wildcard round, I think the team that we saw in Week Twelve was close to the to the team that we saw in we in Weeks Eighteen and and in the Wild Card Round and and actually maybe the team that we saw in Week Eighteen and in the Wild Card Round was even better than the team that we saw in Week Twelve against Detroit. But this was the this was the first week where we really got to see what the Packers could be and and they they had an incredible victory while they were while they were showing us what the team could be. So. That game ranks number three for me. Number four, Green Bay at Lambeau Field, week 13, December, snow is falling against the 2B Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and this game fits perfectly at number four for me because it fits right in between the Lions game, which we just talked about, and the, the one that I'm going to discuss next. Because, like the Detroit game, this Kansas City game, it was part of of that season, or of the portion of the season, where we started to see what the team could be. Where the Packers started to develop into exactly what we had been yearning for. It was, this game, the Kansas City game, was another step towards the team fulfilling the vision. And it wasn't quite the same revelation that the Detroit game was, so that's why it ranks slightly below that game. But it was just a crap ton of fun, and you had a bunch of fun storylines going into that game. Jordan going up against Steve Spagnolo for the first time since Spags pantsed him and, and Matt back in 2021. You had Mahomes going into Lambeau, and of course there was all of the, the Taylor Swift storylines that were out and, and running rampant. And Green Bay went in, said... This is our home field and flat out won the football game. Just straight up won it. The offense, I think they took a step up from that Detroit game. The run game was better. AJ nearly doubled his rushing total. The defense also took a step up. Keyshawn Nixon had his own interception. Uh, Green Bay ultimately held Kansas City to just 19 points. And Jordan Love... I think he took a step up, too, because I think he showed something that we'd never really seen from him prior to that game. Because the two things that Jordan struggled with early on were accuracy and the mental side of things. And the accuracy started to get itself cleaned up, I would say mainly in the Chargers and and Detroit game, but also to a degree against Pittsburgh. So prior to the Kansas City game, there were sort of three, maybe two and a half weeks where you'd seen Jordan's accuracy get cleaned up. The the mental side of things, during the snap, you also started to see Jordan process things quicker. You saw that, again, in the Pittsburgh game to a degree, mostly the Chargers and Lions game as well. So you can also say, you, you know, we'd seen two, two and a half, three weeks of that increased processing speed from Jordan Love. But the, the pre-snap confidence that we saw from Jordan against Kansas City was not there in any game prior to that point, and as we'd soon learn, you started to see that pre-snap confidence more and more frequently after the Kansas City game. But against Kansas City was the first time we saw it, and it seemed like Jordan, he was prepped for whatever Steve Spagnuolo was going to throw at him. Whatever he wanted to throw at him, Jordan was ready. I think the best example of Jordan being ready is a crosser to Dontavion Wicks. Jordan gets up. He gets under center, sees the front that Kansas City starts to present. Takes that into account, then sends Dobbs in motion, collects a little bit of information, then goes hard count. So he's using everything he can, all of his tools, to figure out what Kansas City is trying to run. So after sending Dobbs in motion, he goes hard count. What he he sees is that number 43, the linebacker, is looking like he's going to start coming on a blitz. What does Jordan do? He changes the play, says can, 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 changes the play. I would guess they were going into a run. Maybe they weren't, but whatever. Cans the play, changes the play, changes it to a play-action drop back, and at the top of his drop, you see, you know, everything we'd seen from Jordan in the previous weeks. Pat, Pat, balls out, first down, chunk play to Dontavian Wicks on a crosser. It was the first time that we saw the pre-snap surgical Jordan Love. we have seen surgical Jordan Love after the snap, but pre-snap Jordan Love really started to get going against Kansas City. And when you combine all of that, you get a game that ranks fourth on this list. The win was awesome. It was incredible. You beat a top team in the NFL, one that would go on to win the Super Bowl. You beat a defensive coordinator in Spags that had beat up on Green Bay back in 2021. You beat the team that had been garnering all of the headlines because of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. All of that was awesome. But this game, kind of like the Detroit game, is most impactful, most notable, when you consider what it meant in conjunction with the Detroit game. The Detroit game showed us that this offense can be, can be good, can be very, very good. Christian Watson and Jordan Love are two super fun physical pieces. Combine them with Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs and Matt LaFleur scheming up fun passing plays. You get a really fun offense. But the Kansas City game showed us, hey, you add a run game, you add Jordan doing stuff at the line of scrimmage, like the intelligent quarterback that he can be and the one that he would ultimately develop into, this team can be even better than you thought it could be after that Detroit game. And that's what the Kansas City game showed. And then obviously you get to the Dallas game, you're thinking the sky's the limit for this team. And I'm still thinking that. So the win was great. Sunday night football, Lambeau Field, snow falling in December but this game, this win, truly made me believe in this team as a dominant force, not only going forward even, but for the rest of the season. This game made me believe in this team as a playoff contender. And that takes us to the fifth game on the list, Green Bay, Week 17, at U.S. Bank Stadium against the Minnesota Vikings. And, and, man... This is just another game that was an absolute crap ton of fun. Now, funnily enough, right, I said that the, the, that the Chiefs game made me believe in Green Bay as a true playoff contender. Well, that belief kind of disappeared in the following three weeks. They lost to New York, they lost to Tampa, they looked awful against Carolina. But then, Green Bay played this game, and my belief was kind of restored. Because New Year's Eve against the plastic franchise that is the Minnesota Vikings, the franchise that decided that it was a good idea to have Kirk Cousins shirtless up somewhere in the rafters of U.S. Bank Stadium while blowing their big annoying horn, a matchup against Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator that that cooked Green Bay back in Week 8, all of that was, was on the line. And Jordan went in and just cooked them, said, from start to finish, I am your father, and this game didn't have quite the meaning of the other ones. That's why it's fifth. Sure, it it did open my eyes to them as a playoff contender uh, again, but it's fifth on this list, not because truly of any real massive significance. It was awesome again to see Jordan torch Brian Flores' defense the way that the way that he did after what Flores did to him back in Week Eight. But the biggest reason that I that I love this game. If we're just going to be frank about this, it was just an absolute blast to watch the Packers murder, murder the Minnesota Vikings 33 to 10 on New Year's Eve, an absolute beatdown that never felt close. And in the first half, we witnessed pure annihilation. Aaron Jones looked awesome. Second straight week looking awesome, went for over 100. Jordan Love in complete control. Perfect game from Jordan. Checking things at the line, getting through his reads, delivering beautiful passes. I don't think he made one bad decision in that game. And from Jaden Reed to Bo Melton, playmakers were making ridiculous plays for Jordan. Bo Melton had a touchdown, had over 100 yards, the first Packers receiver to eclipse the 100 yard mark on the season. Jaden Reed had two touchdowns in that first half, including a ridiculous catch and run. And on the defensive side, it certainly helped in that first half that Minnesota was starting Jaron Hall, but. Preston Smith forced a fumble. Corey Ballantyne had his own interception. The defense kind of played its ass off, too. In the second half, everything was breezy. The Packers were coasting. The offense went down, put the finishing stamps on the day with a touchdown, and then to end the fourth, they they capped everything off with a field goal, then decided to call it a day. The defense, they played kind of meh in the second half, but it didn't matter. We were coasting. In fact, the, <laughs> the, the, the game ended. It didn't end, but the game was kind of capped off with Sean Clifford launching a, God, 50-yard bomb to to Bo Melton. I mean, this game, in a season filled with ups and downs, in a season that was filled with games that were filled with ups and downs, from the Saints game to to the 49ers game, right? Even Even to a degree, the Kansas City game. This game, the Minnesota game, was just one massive peak. One massive up in, in that season filled with ups and downs. It was up from the beginning of the game to the end of the game as Green Bay ended 2023 on New Year's Eve on the best note possible, smoking a division rival, an absolute crap ton of fun. So that's my list for you. We recap it real quick. Number one, Packers clinch the playoffs week 18 against Chicago. Number two. Packers advance in the wild card round against the Dallas Cowboys. Number three, Packers beat Detroit on Thanksgiving. Number four, Packers beat Kansas City on sometime in December. Uh, and then lastly, Packers on New Year's Eve smoke the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, as I look back on this season, this has to be one of my favorite Packers seasons ever. Because back in 2021 and 2020, there were some pretty fun games. In 2021, you had the 49ers win in week three with a walk-off field goal. That was awesome. You had the Cardinals win where everybody had COVID and the Packers went in and said no were really good and won that football game. You had the Rams win where the Rams just got, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. The Rams had Matthew Stafford and the Packers cooked their ass at Lambeau with a Rasul Douglas pick six in 2020. You had the week three win over the Saints, where Aaron Rodgers really said, I am the MVP. You had the victory over the Titans, where the Packers everyone was concerned about Derrick Henry and the Packers went in and smoked the Titans. You had the divisional round win over the Rams too. But this season truly had the same number of incredible victories that the previous seasons where Green Bay went 13-3 and had. And the the thing that made the victories in this season all the more sweet was that Green Bay wasn't expected to win in really any of them. In a lot of them, they were massive underdogs. The Detroit game, big underdogs. The Dallas game, massive underdogs. In other games, it was closer. The Chicago game, I think they were actually probably favored. Going into, especially because they were at home. But for the most part, and actually throughout 2023, they flew under the radar. But they shocked the world. They they nearly took out the vaunted 49ers in a game that that they should have won, and still hurts me that they didn't win. So this season, as we look back on these games, this season should be remembered for what it was. An incredible season that gave us countless incredible memories. And that's what I have for you. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back on Wednesday to talk about the Packers roster, talk about questions as we head into the offseason. You're going to want to listen to that. But as we always end every single episode, we're going to do it again today. Same way. Until Wednesday. Go Pack go!